0: with C-Bus Super? Because I'm a builder and they take care of me. Well, I had an accident on the work site and they helped me out, no worries.
1: Yeah, they helped me out real fast. <laughs> Mate, they just get me. Because they are for all of us.
0: c For all of us. To consider if c is right for you, visit cbussuper.com.au for a copy of the PDS. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself.
1: World Cup Daily, Day 8, brought to you by Cedar Super Industries. Superfund hitting your retirement to six. Visit sebasuper.com.au. We're at Trent Bridge, where Australia somehow got home over the West Indies. I'm Jeff Lemon. Adam Collins is with me, and he is going to review the match in 30 seconds or
0: fewer. He is. Initially, though, he's going to say that I think when we look back at this day and we consider it in the context of 18 months of Australian cricket, which has been largely a debacle, with some notable exceptions. This is important. They found a way to win ugly uh, when they were gone for all money with the bat. You need that in a World Cup, but I think it's more than that. I think this actually was quite an important day in the resurgence of Australian cricket. So, fair play to Aaron Finch in his side. In terms of summing up what actually occurred as I pad for time while I bring up the scorecard on my phone, otherwise I won't have a bloody clue. No, I do, of course I do. Australia lost wickets all over the place early on. Aaron Finch um, got a beauty early on, but suddenly they were 38-4 for four when Glenn Maxwell... Um, top edged in the air it was when Khawaja was done by the bouncer Warner spooning to gully it was a mess Steve Smith saved them alongside Alex Carey Marcus Stoinis and enter Nathan Koultonis we've been waiting a long time for Koultonis on the global stage 92 magnificent man of the match with the ball they had to defend 288 don't know how they got there don't know how I'm going to get this done in 30 seconds but alas they've managed to save the game in uh, th- for some savvy captaincy from Aaron Fincher Pfeiffer from Mitchell Stark um, we're going to have to discuss this in greater detail there's no way a game that good can get done in 30 seconds that was close. I mean, they,
1: they were, there are were large parts where I wouldn't know what exactly what had happened, but Australia, won. Australia they, they, won. They bowled out the West Indies short. Well, they didn't bowl them out. They almost, they effectively bowled them out. The West Indies padded for run rate to just bat out the last couple of overs when they realised they couldn't win, but they should have won. West Indies should have yeah. won that game both times. They should have won it in the first innings. They should have won it in the second. They bounced Australia out exactly as had been talked about in the lead-up, like they did to Pakistan. They got rid of the Australian top order with the short ball. They intimidated them with pace. Usman Khawaja was definitely rattled. He got hit a couple of times, then backed away and played a an awful slash shot to edge behind. Brilliant catch behind the stumps, too, by Shea Hope. Um, Maxwell was beaten for pace. He wanted to take on the short ball and try to get some ascendancy. Couldn't do it. Top edge. Uh, and they had Australia 5 for.
0: All five for sixty. Yeah, five for seventy nine when Marcus Stoinis fell. But it was four for thirty eight. And talk about the short ball. Our colleague Mel Farrell made the point that they knew what was coming. They just didn't have the tools to combat it, which I thought was quite telling, especially with Kawaja, who is probably a candidate for losing a spot, given that Sean Marsh is waiting in the wings because he'll get bounced every time. It's hard to um, hard to. Appreciate entirely what it is, how, how what an impact it can have. Being hit on the head twice in the space of a few knocks can be, but he he did back away. It didn't look good. I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to take it back to the West Indies and come down the track, but it was an ugly dismissal. Maxwell, likewise, I mean, as you point out, Jeff, he was trying to take on the short ball. So, uh, but the fact that it was at the start of his innings won't impress many of his critics. But then they dug their way out, and I just think the way that Carey took so long to. Uh, establish himself with Smith but it was emblematic of the fact that they just wouldn't give it away and yep. sometimes that's what you've got to do at that point of the innings they would have been thinking well, if we get 210 it's a good result
1: and I think you can in some ways you can afford to give away a couple of wickets early in a one day to see if it comes off and sure. if it doesn't then you bandage then you stop the bleeding so Warner gave it away because he was just trying a big slash through the gully
0: and the ball, the ball after a bounce rush out as well so again the short ball played a role in Warner's downfall right
1: but also just going well you take a few on unfortunately got caught today that that's yep. that's the way it is. Carey, as you say, settled and helped them stabilize. Smith was still there, which was the big factor. Yep. You know, welcome back, Steve Smith. He's been out of the side for a year, and then comes back, and it's just another batting collapse. <laughs> just another day <laughs> in the life of Stephen Peter Devereaux. Um, but. Carey, once, once he was gone and that stand was broken, it's still, you know, West Indies should still have been able to surge through. They should have been able to bowl Australia out for under 200, you would have thought. And then Nathan coulter isle comes in, and with Smith holding up one end, Coulton-Isle goes, well, I'm just going to hit some long straight boundaries, going to hit some sixes. Suddenly he's got a half century at better than a runner ball, and then he very nearly goes on to a maiden century in international cricket.
0: Yeah, he's highest score in professional cricket. We've been waiting a long time for Coulton-Isle to... Deliver on the promise and how much he's been backed and supported by selectors. The fact that he's closer to 32 now that he is 31. It's been a long time coming due to Chronic injuries, the back, that spinal problem he had for a long period of time, the dislocated shoulder, a, a raft of hamstring injuries along, along the way too. So I know it wasn't with the ball, which is his preferred discipline, but uh, he had an opportunity to make a big contribution on the global stage and, and good on him for doing so. And it wasn't just the long ball either. It was that the way he picked out the sweepers with Smith when they still needed to bat for a long period of time. I, I can't remember what over it was that Coulton Isle came in, but there was plenty of work yet to do. Had he fallen first ball, Australia almost certainly wouldn't have made it to 40 overs, let alone uh, to what they were all out in the, uh, what would have been the, the very, maybe the last over, penultimate over, something like that. It was the, the end of the second last end over. End the second last over. So yeah, without Coulton Isle, um, playing a mature hand before he really unleashed after reaching 50 we were saying in in the press box that to make a ton he'd need to go two runs a ball and in the end he probably should have got there such was the acceleration after reaching 50 it, it now goes down as the second highest score ever made by by number eight in a, in a one-day international Chris Wokes made 95 at Edgbaston I think it was a couple of years ago mm. um, the highest score for a number eight in a world cup uh, the highest score for a number eight in some other category I can't remember <laughs> right now but in, in any case it It ticked a lot of boxes, and I'm just thrilled for him because... And it ended the way it should have, holing out down the throat of Log Off, as as anybody should get out. And he was filthy with himself, I think, because the blade he was using, he was looking to change it at one stage. Right. And he didn't change it. He was looking at the bat the whole way off, as though to say that like he, he'd done something to it through the course of his innings to that stage. So I'm not sure whether the extra ounce on his bat would have given
1: him the extra 10 metres of carry that he needed on that long no, ball.
0: No, maybe not. But again, it, w- it was a super impressive inning. Smith as well. I mean, Smith knew what his role was and... We know that's that's the job he has to play in this side to be the glue, much like it is with Joe Root in the England side. And he just wasn't getting out until until the time that he did. He wasn't giving chances. He was wow. playing conservatively for the he, most part. There, sh- were, there were there were he should have probably been out earlier, to be fair.
1: Yeah, but he also shouldn't have been out when he was out. He made seventy three, and he was out to what could tip Ben Stokes off for the catch of the tournament. Oh yeah, was I
0: almost it- forgotten about that. This was such a good
1: game of cricket. Sheldon Cottrell. Yeah. Yeah, if I can just walk you through it. So at Please. Trent Bridge, there's one really short boundary, and it's flat. It, it doesn't actually curve around. It goes. Is a direct line between two points. So it's very short, sort of down towards third man or, or uh, for a left-hander or fine leg, the way that Smith was batting. He clips the ball beautifully off his pads, made great contact, middled it, and it was flying away down there. And Sheldon Cottrell's come running around the boundary from finer at fine leg to a, more, a deep backward square. And he's seen the ball going over him. He's stuck out his left hand. He's standing about six inches inside the rope. He's put his left hand out of the field of play and caught the ball, but he's running full pelt and he realises he's about to step on the rope. So he does about four steps tiptoeing down the boundary line a centimetre away from the padding, lands his feet three or four times without clipping it Realises he's about to fall out of play, hurls the ball up in the air, steps out of play, regathers his balance, runs about five metres further down the line, hops back in, takes the rebound and takes the catch and just turned around with a look on his face saying, I cannot believe I just did that.
0: And he gave it a brief salute afterwards as well. The the the, the Cottrell salute, which has become his calling card, of course he serves in the military at home, uh, it was... he did a couple of very impressive salutes early yeah. on. I think the Warner dismissal was the highlight. I remember it was Warner, wasn't it, when he when he went charging down the strip. Anyway, the, the point is when he took the catch, he, he did it again. And sometimes the commentary around those catches is that, well, they practice them a lot in 20-over cricket and it's not as hard as you think. I mean, not not as hard as you think, but like if you practice something enough, you should be able to throw the ball back up to, to grab it uh, at the second time of asking. But... The crucial thing is you've got to be able to catch it in the first place. Uh, As you say, one hand at least two feet over the boundary rope where his arm would have been where the ball was at the time. It's incredible natural ability and skill and something that you get at the top level that you don't get at the the levels below because they are just such physical uh, specimens, again, for want of a better descriptor. It's been a very long day. Mm. Um, They they are able to do things that that people at club level can't do, and, and it really stood out today. Cultural... Two wickets got Warner and Maxwell. Yeah, it was t- Warner was the match, we wasn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I he'd be my player of the day, I reckon, just for that, just for that catch alone, almost. But you know, he was he was extraordinary.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's other nomination for the ma- the player of the match, who easily could have been out of the match. He's Mitchell Stark. So the thing about Stark, he's Stark. and Okay. The thing about Stark always day, get it. Runs always count more than wickets. Yeah. Stark
1: took five for.
0: Stark yeah. took yet another five for in, in one day cricket. Yeah, his second World Cup five for as well after the one he took in New Zealand four years ago. That was his last five for in ODIs. Right. Well, there you go. What what I what I'd say about the Stark spell or the Stark spells is that they weren't consistent in that they were blotchy, but... Started with five wides, of course. Yeah, of course. Started with five <laughs> wides, and he, then he picks up Gale not once, not twice, but thrice. I mean, we ordinarily, that would be a massive talking point, that DRS saved. Um, in four separate incidents, DRS was called upon by the West Indies batsmen, and they were saved. Two for Holder, two for Gale. That's right. And actually, Gale went up a third time for his leg before, but it was, it was um, umpire's Pombo. call. So he, he was out, but... It, they retain the review start coming back later on Finch brilliant bringing him back for the 45th over Um, and also bringing him on when Andre Russell was teeing off and the first time Stark came back, um, I, I was very critical of him on the on the, on the coverage I was doing because I, I felt, why are you trying to bowl short to these guys when your your weapon late is trying to hit, hit the woodwork? And when he reverted to that at the end, that's exactly what he did. He created mistakes. The Andre Russell ball um, was you know a, a, almost Yorker length on the stumps. Um, the Jason Holder dismissal was a, was a bouncer. But before that, the Brathwaite one was a low full toss. So, I mean, again, it, it's back to what he's good at is what I'm probably trying to say yep. here. He played to his strengths, which is the ball moving late and being full, a- and it paid enormous rewards at the end of the game, which means that he can go away now knowing that when we all say bowl like he did in 2015, he, he can bowl He can like he did in 2015. And that still. was
1: his last fiver. So he's got six five-wicket hauls in one-day cricket in 77 matches. Wasim Akram got six in 356 matches in his career, yeah, right. if you're looking at totally. left-arm quickies. So Stark is, is way ahead of anybody else in the game in terms of fivers. So Chris Gale smashed 21 quickly early. Early looked like he might get West Indies there in a hurry. But he was out. Evan Lewis was out cheaply. Shy Hope and Nicholas and put together a strong partnership in the middle. Nicholas and very,
0: very lovely player to watch. Lovely. Six, uh, one, one, six, one for the future.
1: 68 for Hope, 40 for Pooran, And he was going at better than a runner ball just with crisp shots. Um, and then... He was out. Hetmeyer teamed up with Hope for a while. They looked like they might get there. And then Hetmyer was run out calamitously. Um, and then it t- came down to sort of Jason Holder, Andre Russell, Carlos Braffitt trying to do the all-rounder thing and get them home. But they were all dismissed, all three of them, by Stark, who really was the match winner.
0: Yeah, that run out. Hope strikes it beautifully to Cummins at mid-off. And Hetmyer just started running. There was no logic to it. It was a It was a massive stuff-up, really. I mean, Hope... Didn't have his most prolific day uh, as a a West Indies cricketer. We've seen him be more fluent. We've seen him as a a match winner in a test match at Headingley a couple of years ago, which made him a wisdom cricketer of the year. So we know he has got the natural ability, but he was hard held. And and when he fell, uh, as Jeff, you point out, it was back to the all-rounders again to try and find a way to get them home. That's been a winning formula in T20 cricket. Of course, they've won the title in the world T20 on two occasions with that exact principle, but even with Andre Russell on one leg after hurting himself bowling, he was able to hit two massive sixes, and we thought, here we go again. My crit- my view is that this is going to be over in 45 overs if Russell's still batting, which which makes his decision to go at Stark as hard as he did make little sense because he just needed to be there. He, there were overs that Maxwell and Stoinis needed to still bowl, and, and less so Cummins, but... uh. I mean Cummins still had him in the sleeve as well, and Cummins bowl, had a great day. He took two for thirty odd with three maidens. Very rare you'll see a bowler bowl three maidens in a one day international in twenty nineteen. But but yeah, but yeah there, there are a lot of competing forces here. But I think that um, the way the West Indies weren't able to have one person evaluate the game situation and get there through to the end is is uh, very unfortunate because they've blown the opportunity. Well, Cummins two for forty one, one over went for fifteen, one went for eight, so the
1: other eight went for nothing between sort them. All, yeah. um, Hall of Fame. Final word, Hall of Fame, for today. One nomination has to be Nathan coulton nile hitting a six that knocked a bloke's hot dog and beer out of his hands as he was walking back to his seat. Very good. (laughs) Beautiful. Uh, One has to be Cottrell's catch because that was just magic, but it's very obvious. Everybody's going to do the catch. One has to be Andre Russell hitting a six into the top tier of the stand down at the Radcliffe Road end that was absolutely enormous. It
0: It wasn't far away, was it? Had it been in any other part of the ground, it probably would have gone out of the stadium. Yeah.
1: It was like power shit. high. It was absolutely yeah, yeah. enormous. Um, and what I particularly liked was after he hit that, he then played a forward defensive to Adam Zampa, and then he smeared the next ball straight down the ground. That little
0: three-ball uh, sequence for me, that's
1: that's my Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, it sums up Zampa's day two. I described as a roller coaster day for him. He, he uh, had some very high points and some very low points, but he, uh, again, is shown why he's the number one Australian spinner. I would say Aaron Finch gets a nomination from me for sometimes in one-day internationals, it's it's the bowling changes can be crucial. And... I felt that every time Finch tries something today, uh, it, it, it made sense, and it came off at the end with Stark. So as much as Stark is the match winner and Coulton I'll set up the pins, I think that it couldn't have been possible without the captain Finch, who's such a cool head, and also took a great catch running back with the flight of the ball towards the end too.
1: Well... Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna vote strongly in front of so someone in favor of someone playing a forward defence just after hitting the biggest six I've ever seen.
0: Although I think it, how could it not be Cottrell? I mean Cottrell with the saluting, yeah. with the marching, with the catch, with the whole um, the whole bit. I think Cottrell he, he was the most memorable, uh, iconic vision moment, if you like. So I think okay. that he meets the criteria better than perhaps that that, that right. forward defensive.
1: Cottrell, it is. That is the end of part one. We'll be
0: back with you in just a second. Now, quick word about our sponsors, Jeff. Have you ever thought about your dream retirement? I have literally never thought about any kind of retirement. (laughs) Well, are you keeping an eye on your super? Are you confident you're with the fund that has your best interests at heart? If I'm completely honest, I don't think I even know what fund I'm with or if I have super. (laughs) Okay, well, this is very important information for you. Did you know that Cbus is an award-winning industry super fund run to benefit members rather than profit shareholders? So, for example, this year, CBUS won the CanStar Most Satisfied Customers Superfund Award. That
1: does sound like a deeply satisfying experience.
0: (laughs) Well, they've put their members' interests first for 34 years, and it shows. Their MySuper option has returned an average of 9.29% over that time. That actually does sound like something I should investigate. <laughs> so consider CBUS today. Visit cbussuper.com.au. And remember that past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.
1: To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. You've always wanted to do that. <laughs> <I have. laughs> this is the final word. World Cup Daily Day 8 part two, uh, looking at where we go next. Well Adam, you and I, we're in Nottingham, we're going back to London tonight because we've got Australia and India in London on Sunday so we're going to be doing some preparation for that game, one of the biggest of the tournament, that's at the Oval, it's going to be a very Indian crowd, it's going to be intense.
0: Yep. Yeah, the West Indies play their next fixture against South Africa on Monday at the Rose Bowl, or the Hampshire Bowl, I think we're calling mm-hmm. it during the tournament at the moment. And the Caravan yeah,
1: Rose Roses a sponsor, but yeah. they're not allowed by the ICC. Yeah, MSC. it's a good question,
0: I, I always thought the Rose Rose Bowl has something to do with, I don't know, nothing commercial, but right. yeah, well, there you go, it's the Hampshire Bowl this week. Well, it's the oh, Australian Christmas. New
1: Zealand Women's
0: ODI series is also the Rose Bowl it series, so do is. we have to put masking tape over that for the duration? <laughs> <laughs> and tomorrow the Carnival moves to Bristol for a game that I am reliably Pakistan, informed. Sri Lanka. Well, yes, but more importantly a game where it's going to rain, I'm afraid. There's, oh, there's, a, there's a very awful weather front moving through uh, the southwest of England. So let's okay. hope we're doing a, a podcast about cricket tomorrow and not one about rain delays and and, and catching up on on other storylines, we, we, we can just do. About.
1: We can just recook that song medley of rain tunes. We karaoke We, we karaoke at the SCG a few years ago. We've, so. be, we've we've been down this path before. Oh, you've got to find something to do when it rains all day. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that tomorrow, and then coming off on the, on the weekend, England, Bangladesh, New Zealand, Afghanistan. So there's plenty still going on. The World Cup will not stop. It can't stop. It won't stop. It's coming for you, and it will not stop until you are
0: dead. Yeah, massive win for Australia. I just. Feel as though that 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 well, you're going to see the scorecard when you wake up in the morning, but it's worth watching the highlights and, and digging in because that was uh, that was a ripper.
1: Yeah, so they, they go two from to Australia. They're up there with New Zealand. Oh, the old Anzus Treaty. Wait, America's not in there. <laughs> no, I would love when, America to be in the. World Cup When can we get the USA in the World Cup? <laughs> one day. Ah, uh, one day. We'll look forward to it. Uh, let's. Call that a day. We'll be back with day nine tomorrow to tell you all about the rain that may or may not occur in Bristol. It stays mainly on the plane, apparently. I don't know why, because it doesn't rhyme. This has been the final word. World Cup Day. Day eight. Brought to you by Seabus. Doubt it'd be the same. We've been doing for centuries. Sorry if the ran empty broke this, so you know what I meant.
0: I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell. you Hundreds of thousands of us are building a future we can all be proud of. For over 34 years, the growth CBUS MySuper option has returned an average of 9.29% per annum for its members, while investing in projects that not only create jobs, but something better. CBUS. For all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.